This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. Money Pit is presented by Angie.com, your home for everything home. Owens Corning, Roofmax, Wagner Sprayers, and Arrow Fasteners. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here to help you take on the projects you want to get done around your house. If you've got questions, we've got answers to help you get that project done. You get unstuck if you're in the middle of a project or to figure out if it's a DIY project or one you want to reach out to a pro for help. But the first step is helping yourself first by reaching out to us with your questions. Call us at one eight 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 Money Pit. That's eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Or post your questions to moneypit.com slash ask for the fastest reply. That's moneypit.com slash ask. Coming up on today's show, if you enjoy cooking outside, well, building an outdoor kitchen might be on your someday list. You know, the projects you want to get done someday. Someday I'll build that outdoor kitchen. Well, that day could come sooner than you think, thanks to a new type of very affordable modular brick that makes it easy to build fire pits, benches, and yes, even a complete outdoor kitchen. It's really as easy as stacking blocks, and we'll tell you all about it. All right. And also ahead, the spring real estate market is well underway and more urban dwellers than ever are heading to the suburbs for space and tranquility. So if you're ready to sell your home, we're going to share four easy projects that you can do in a weekend to boost curb appeal and land a buyer quicker than the competition. And butterflies are one of the best parts of spring and summer and attracting them to your yard means you're also going to have an army of pollinators working hard for you in your garden. So we're going to share the top five flowers that will encourage them to make your home their home. But first, we're here to help you create your best home ever. So help yourself first by reaching out with your home improvement question. You're going to get an answer. You're going to get help. You're going to get the pleasant banter of Tom and I chatting you through your projects. But we've also got a great prize for one lucky Money Pit listener. This hour, we've got up for grabs a fantastic high-efficiency airless paint sprayer from Wagner worth 260 bucks. But if you want to win it, you got to be in it by reaching out to us with your questions right now at one eight 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 Money Pit or posting them at moneypit.com slash ask. Let's get started. Leslie, who's first? Mike in Alaska, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? I have an upstairs window that leaks when it rains. I notice the uh, soffits are dripping on the outside of the windowsill, and I'm wondering if the reason for the window leaking is because of the soffits or... Could it be the roof that's leaking or or even the window that's leaking? I don't know who to call first. The soffits are the overhang where a roof overhangs the exterior wall. So are you saying that that's where you're seeing the water come out? Yeah, I'm seeing drips coming from the soffit. And do you have gutters? Uh, yes. 
All right. And sometimes gutters get backed up and then the water will overflow the back of the gutter and drip out through the soffit. Do you think that might be what you're seeing? That's possible, too. I'm just wondering why I see drips coming from the soffits. Right. Because, as I said, the water will get behind the gutters and then it will work its way into the soffit area. And once it does that, it's just going to run out the path of least resistance, which which you know could very well be um, what you're seeing with the drips. Is the soffit above the window? Yeah. Okay. So the window's a first floor window? Uh, second floor. And there's a soffit above it. And you think the window's leaking. Why do you think the window's leaking when the water's coming out of the soffit? Because uh, it drips. And I have to put a towel around the window because it's dripping when it rains. So there could be two issues here. It might be flashing around the window or, or it could be an issue with the gutter. But here's a one way that you can diagnose this. What you could do is take a garden hose and get it up on that roof and let it run down the roof right around where that where where the, where the window is under it. You, you know what I mean? Like not blast it, but just saturate it for a good 10-15 minutes and see if you can make it leak. If you can make it leak, you probably have a leaky gutter or a leaky roof. Now, if they, if it doesn't leak, then that's good. So the next thing you do is you take that water and now you start holding it around the sides of the window. Of course, the window has to be closed, right? But you hold it like between the siding and the window, not right up against it, but just try to sort of flood that area with water and again, see if it leaks. If it leaks then, then it's very likely the flashing around the window. And to fix that, you'll have to remove most likely the siding in that area and then have it pro reseal that window. It's not usually a matter where you can caulk it. Usually you have to reflash it because there's a breakdown somewhere that's letting that water in. But those two very simple checks can tell you which part of the area, the assembly, is leaking. It's kind of hard, as you've discovered, to track this down. So you have to be a bit of a detective, and that's one way to do it. If you can make it leak, you're going to know where that where that area is. Just do one side at a time so that if it leaks on the right side, for example, and the water's on the right, then you know kind of where to look for the, for the failure that's causing it. If you just blast the whole side of the house with water, you're not going to know anything except it leaks, but you knew that when you started. <laughs> so you got to be kind of smart and strategic about it. Annette in Mississippi is on the line and has a flooring question. What can we do for you today? I have ceramic tile in my kitchen and den, and I've noticed condensate on top of the surface of the tiles, and I was just wondering what causes that. Uh, The difference between a cold floor and a warm, humid house. So when you have, you know, think about it this way. You go outside in the summer, and if you've got a, you know, a cold glass, an ice-filled glass of water or iced tea, You get moisture on the outside of that glass. Well, why is that happening? Because warm, moist air is striking the outside of the glass. It's cooling, and it's releasing the water, right? Because the warmer air holds Mm -hmm. more water than colder air. So in your house, you have, again, moist air striking a cold surface, and it's condensing. Dehumidifying that space can help, and there's a couple of ways to do that one of which is an appliance called a whole home dehumidifier. It fits into your HVAC system, and it can take out a, a, a lot of water, about 90 pints of water a day out of the air. And it can also reduce the cost of air conditioning because everybody thinks that air conditioning is the only way to dehumidify your house. It's actually not. And it's not that good of a dehumidifier, frankly. If you were to add a whole home dehumidifier in addition to air conditioning, you will find that it will pull a lot of moisture out of the air and it'll make the air a lot more comfortable, not quite so clammy, and it will dramatically reduce or completely eliminate the condensation that you're getting now on your floor because that can get slippery too, so you got to be careful. Right. Is that 
common for ceramic tile floors? It's not the material, okay? It's the environment that's causing this. It's not It's not the floor that's making this happen. It's the environment. So you have high humidity in your house. Why? I don't know, but... You know, you want to check and make sure your bathroom exhaust fans are going outside and you want to make sure that your kitchen uh, range duct uh, hood is ducting outside. You want to look at the grading and the drainage of the foundation perimeter. If you have a lot of water that piles along the outside of the foundation, overflowing gutters, that can raise the dampness and the humidity level. You know, all those things contribute. And you can certainly take a look at those things. But an appliance like a whole home dehumidifier might be the best solution. Okay, Annette? Okay, well, I currently use just a single-room dehumidifier, but and I haven't noticed it in any other place in the house. It's just that one area. Yeah. Well, you know, this is an option. I mean, you could certainly try another dehumidifier in that space, but it is an environmental issue, and it's not the building materials. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than a 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AirDoctorPro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Hey, you're tired of living in a money pit? Well, we're here to help. And if you want us to help out, it would be awesome if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Just go to MoneyPit.com slash review. It's only going to take a minute, and it means the world to us. Spring season is underway, and that is the home improvement season. Are you guys taking on a painting project this time of year? Well, how would you like to get that job done three times faster than if you just were to use a roller? Well, you can with the Wagner Control Pro 130 High Efficiency Airless Paint Sprayer. It's worth 259 bucks, and it's really amazing because it can hold up to 1.5 gallons of material right in the tank. So you can just keep on painting, no refilling, no mess, less overspray. You can tackle projects that previously you'd think, uh, I got to get a pro. Uh-uh, not this time, guys. And it could be yours for free. That's right. The Wagner Control Pro 130 High Efficiency Airless Paint Sprayer is going out to one listener drawn at random. Give us a call. Make that you with your home improvement question. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Or for the fastest response, go to moneypit.com slash ask and click the blue microphone button. Now we're going to head on over to Ohio where Norma is dealing with some roof leaks. What's going on? In the back of the house near my glass sliding doors was okay. leaking. Uh, I could see the ceiling. There was water coming in around the doors and leaking down into the um, the track of the door. And that happened right after we had we had a really deep freeze here. And I believe the ice froze up, melted some, and then froze back up again. And I looked it up 
I think it's called Ice Jam or something like that. <laughs> Ice Dam. Ice Dam. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that okay. was close. <laughs> you were close. Yep. But, uh-huh. And so it, and so I called the, um, a roofing company, and uh, actually they came out, and they told me I need a whole new roof, which is going to cost me about $20,000 because I got yeah, of cor- a Of course they of did. <laughs> how, how old is your roof? We replaced it in 2010. Well, that's, eight or that's, that's a new roof. Let me, let me ask you something. You got homeowner's insurance? Yeah. Well, ice damming is covered by homeowner's insurance. You need to call your insurance company, maybe even a public adjuster, and tell them you had ice dam damage and it needs to be fixed. Because to fix the ice dam damage, you have to remove the roof. So guess what? You can get a new roof paid for by them. Oh, even if it's just in one spot? Yeah, because you can't just fix one spot. An ice dam's an ice dam. If it's covered, it's covered. Oh, okay. And see, the other thing they said that, that the roofing around the vent thing that comes out the bathroom, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's a vent on top of your roof. Right. And they said that the roofing was like sort of not all the way. It wasn't laying flat around that because well, look, I had some. L- listen, I, well, first of all, I don't like this roofing company because I just think that they're telling you a tale here to try to get to your wallet. To try to get more money. Yeah. I mean, the roofs okay. never lay perfectly flat around plumbing vent flashings because their flashing is in, in is under the shingles and it basically makes the seal between the vent and the roof. So that's kind of, you know, not true. All <laughs> right. Okay. So I, I would, first of all, I would call my insurance company, report that you had an ice dam. And if they give you a hard time, find a public adjuster because public adjusters work for you and they get a percentage of the claim and they usually find a lot more than the insurance company adjuster does. So they kind of pay for themselves. Let them fight the mm-hmm. battle. But to fix this, the roof comes off. There's a type of roofing material called ice and water shield. And yes. it, it goes up about That's three feet from the edge of the roof, up into the roof, up over the sheathing. And then once that's down, then the shingles go back down on top of that. So right. that's uh, that's what causes it, and that's the fix. And the good news is that homeowners covers for covers it because it's storm damage. Yeah, it is storm damage. You're right. Okay, All I right. never thought about it like that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, so you're very I can welcome. Call my insurance and get that repaired. And the second thing you said was that I was noting that I have already forgotten. What was the other thing you said? <laughs> what about the vent, plumbing vent, or about the type of insurance adjuster to use? Oh yeah, public adjuster. Public adjuster. Yep, public adjuster. Yeah. Okay. Correct. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at eighty eight Money Big. Glad we we're able to help you out. There you go. We may have saved that young lady twenty thousand bucks, Leslie. She was so excited. She didn't even know. Well, outdoor kitchens are a popular project and a perfect way to put prep, cooking, and cleanup all in one place while keeping you close to the party. But if this is a project that you've been putting off, there's an easy way to build a complete outdoor kitchen yourself using stackable blocks. Yep, they're called Rumblestone, and it's a product made by Pavestone. Now, they look like rustic stones, and they come in kits that stack kind of like Legos. They're modular, and they can be used to build all sorts of outdoor features, like a fire pit, a grill enclosure, a planter, or maybe even a complete outdoor kitchen. Now, the process is pretty simple. You start by laying out and setting your first row of rumblestone blocks, usually on, say, a concrete patio. And from there, the next rows are stocked right on top of each other. There's no need for mortar. You can just run a bead of the quick-create advanced polymer construction adhesive between the stones. Now, the rumblestone kits start at $250, and they can also be used for traditional paver projects like a patio, a wall, a 
landscape border. Now, QuickRead also has a lot of step-by-step videos of beautiful outdoor kitchens that, that have been made with Rumblestone and then topped with concrete countertops. And, of course, you can find all of these videos online so you can get a lot of inspiration and a lot of encouragement so that you can tackle this yourself. Learn more at pavestone.com and be sure to check out the step-by-step video instructions of a beautiful outdoor kitchen topped with a QuickCrete concrete countertop. It's also available online right now. Gary in Michigan, you have got the money pit. How can we help you today? We have a short circuit. There's somewhere in our house we have a a wire that blows our fuse all the time. Okay. Does it happen because you're doing anything, like running an appliance or something of that nature? No, we just hit the circuit breaker and it goes off. What do you mean you hit the circuit breaker and it goes off? You mean you turn the circuit breaker on and it pops right off? Yes. Yeah, exactly. We bought the house. We didn't know about it, and it's there now. Okay. Well, you got to call an electrician because the circuit breaker is doing its job. If the circuit breaker is not letting you turn that circuit back on, then that circuit is either wired dangerously or it has a bad breaker or there is something wrong with the way it's all pulling together. So I think that this is not something you can track down on your own because you can't even get the power on. The electrician is going to have to do this with the power off and see if we can trace out that circuit, see what it's serving. Do you know, have any idea what it's going to? Yeah, kind of. Yep. Well, there. I mean, is there something not working? Is there lighting not working? Are there outlets not working? Where do you think it's going? It's yeah, not a on. whole it's room. Right. Yeah, whole one, room. Yeah. So there's one room. Okay. So then what it'll probably do is you're going to have to open up the uh, the outlets and the switches and, and the lighting fixtures in that room and check out every connection point and see if there's any evidence. There could be something burning in there. You don't know. So... You definitely need to have an electrician check it out. I would go to homeadvisor.com and find an electrician through there. You can pick one that's got great ratings and schedule an appointment and see what happens. But it's definitely not something you should do yourself. If it was, I'd tell you, but this is beyond the average homeowner's uh, skill set. It's potentially dangerous, and it's important for your safety uh, and uh, to make sure your house doesn't burn down. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. 
And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. MONEYPIT. Scott in Illinois is on the line with a driveway question. Tell us what you're working on. We have a house that's 13 years old. And our driveway is finished in aggregate at the surface, which is a little rough. The problem is it's now starting to crumble. And I wonder what's the best alternative to try to repair that. So when you say aggregate, is it like a stone surface? Yes, it's a little rough, right. Yeah, so it's hard to maintain. Is the driveway sloped? Is it pitched? Is that why it has a rough surface? Yeah, it's only a mild slope. It's about three degrees. Well, it's it's hard to repair a surface like that because it is so it is so rough right now. You know, is this the kind of thing that you might think about replacing? Yes. Problem with driveway construction is that even though we all think driveways are as tough as roads, they they are often not, and they're often very thin, and therefore they have short lifespans. And so if this is starting to crumble now and it's not that old, I, I think it's just going to continue to deteriorate. And you might be looking um, at a replacement rather than a repair. Probably maybe better to do it in cement than, rather than put up aggregate. Yeah, I mean, that would be a really tough surface. Just think about, since it's pitched, you want to make sure, and you're in Illinois, you want to make sure that you've got um, some uh, surface on there that will give you some traction. So you don't want to make it too smooth. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Good luck, Scott. Pauline in Washington is on the line with a wood decking question. How can we help you? Three years ago, I treated it and um, put a stain on it, and it's gone back to the same worn look that it had when I first started working on it. And so I wanted to find out what what to do to make it um, presentable all year round where it doesn't go back to a worn state. What kind of wood is the deck? Um, it's not treated wood, so it's just wood. And it is covered. It's a covered deck, so it doesn't get a lot of um, rain. The rain doesn't really hit it, but um, it gets a lot of footwork and um, dog prints and dust. And What you're going to want to do is apply a solid color stain and prime it first. So the primer is going to be oil-based and the stain can be, um, can be uh, water-based. But the primer is going to make sure it sticks really well. And then I would use solid color because it has more pigment in it. 
And if you do that and use a good quality product, you'll probably have a surface that will last you probably five to seven years before you have to do it again. Oh, okay. Because I used a transparent stain the first time. Yeah, well, that's why. You see, transparent stain has no pigment in it. So if it's got no pigment in it, you know, you're just looking at the natural color of the wood. And unless it has a really good UV inhibitor, that's just going to wash out pretty quickly. So you have to use something with pigment. You know, you could also try semi-transparent if you don't want to go solid color. But you've got to have something with pigment in it if you want it to last and, and have a consistent, attractive finish, okay? Okay, so after I've put it on, is there something I can treat or put over top of it so it it wears well? It's not designed for that. It's designed to be the wear layer. So you don't need to put anything on top of it, okay? Wish me luck. All right, good luck, Pauline. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, the spring real estate market is well underway and more urban dwellers than ever are heading out to the suburbs. They're looking for space and tranquility. Everybody wants some peace and quiet. So if you find that you're ready to sell your home, we've got four easy projects that you can do in a weekend that are going to boost your curb appeal and help you land a buyer quicker than the competition. So first, let's start at the driveway. You need to make sure that your address stands out for those potential buyers touring the street with maybe a new mailbox. You know, there's dozens of decorative mailbox post designs and many ornate posts made from polyethylene, so they're not going to rot and they're going to need very little maintenance. Then think about adding some colorful flowers around the base, and that's really going to deliver an amazing first impression. Plus, they're going to find your house a lot faster. Yeah, and speaking of color, you can also create color with window boxes and planters. These can really make your home pop. They're easy to maintain. They're easy to add. You could find window boxes and planters for your porch, your deck railings, or low-maintenance containers for flowers or trees that can really dress up your doorway. And they're all available now with very durable, low-maintenance styles. So you're not going to be replacing them every year. Next, you can make a very simple improvement that can dress up your curb appeal and your safety at the same time, and that's by adding a bold and beautiful set of house numbers. You know, Leslie, I've been noticing lately that folks are not using sort of the three- or four-inch numbers anymore. They're using the really big ones, and look kind of cool, like the 8-inch or 10-inch or even 12-inch numbers. It really makes your home stand out. It makes the numbers so easy to find, and that's important in the event of an emergency. Yeah, and they're super stylish as well. Lastly, guys, think about upgrading your landscape lighting. You know, you can add some low-voltage landscape lighting. It's a project that you can do yourself. You can create a warm, inviting first impression to the home. And you can also make sure that your walkways, your steps, and the porch are safely lit for visitors. Now, you can complete your curb appeal updates with a new porch swing or a rocker. I mean, truly whatever it is that your space allows to just sort of put out that really inviting vibe. And that's done with all of these things. Color, a place to sit, some beautiful numbers for the house, nice lighting. All of this just wraps up that front of your house with a nice big bow and says, come on, guys, I'm for sale. All right, now we're going to head over to Yuma, Arizona, where Garland is on the line. How can we help you? Well, I was filling the batteries on my golf cart on my concrete, and it over full, and there was some battery acid on my concrete, and I sprayed some water, but it looked like it stained a little. Is there any mm-hmm. way I can remove that stain? Do you have any finish on the concrete now? Is it painted or anything of that nature? No, it's not painted, no. Well, now would be a great time to do that. <laughs> you know, okay. I don't think structurally it has any effect on it, but when you do a, like an epoxy paint for concrete slabs for garages, uh, typically what you would do is you would use an acid wash first. It usually comes in the kit. So you've uh, already and, started. Yeah, so you, you started, right. You're, I mean, you're partway there. Okay. 
So I wouldn't okay. worry too much about that. And also, uh, you will find that a painted garage floor with epoxy paint is beautiful and easy to clean. It's outside under my carport. Yeah, that's totally fine as well. But you'll find that that painted concrete, if you use an epoxy paint, there are also terrazzo finishes now for for concrete that are gorgeous. Uh, it just looks great, and it's a lot easier to, to clean. So what I would do is I would take a look at the products that are made by Dyche Coatings. That's D-A-I-C-H, DeicheCoatings.com. They are a leader in the space. Their products are very well made, family business, and uh, we love them. Okay. And you'll find them also at Lowe's and Home Depot. But go to DeicheCoatings.com, take a look at the website, and you'll be able to see the variety of coatings that you can choose from. Okay, thank you. Good luck, Garland. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Well, spring is the perfect time of year to tackle a bunch of home improvement projects, and painting really is a great one for right now. So how would you like to get a painting job done three times faster than if you were using just a roller? Well, you can with the Wagner Control Pro 130 High Efficiency Airless Paint Sprayer worth $259.99. And this is great because generally... I mean, maybe you wouldn't tackle a project that feels so big, like the exterior of the home or something that you're like, oh, I just have to hire somebody. Well, with the Wagner Control Pro, you as the homeowner can DIY so many of these projects because you're going to get much more spray coverage. You get a ton of control. There's less overspray. I mean, there's so much more that you can do with the right tool. So why don't we give one away this hour? This Wagner Control Pro worth $259.99 could be yours to one very lucky Money Pit listener. Call us right now for your chance to win at one eight 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 Money Pit. You must call with a home improvement question, or you can go to moneypit.com slash ask and record your question by clicking the blue microphone button. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Robin in Wisconsin has a question about flooring. How can we help you? Hi. Um, we're refinishing our finished basement. Um, and the former owners glued down the carpet on the concrete. And we're scraping off what we can. Do we need to? I'm going to put in vinyl plank flooring. Do we need to sand that down or... Should we put a leveler, or is there an underlayment that we can put under, um, or is it going to matter if there's some glue on there? How much glue are we talking about? Are we talking about, like, inches of it or just some no, areas of, like, no. slight unevenness? Just just little areas of unevenness, and, and we've been sanding it, but that's quite a procedure. Oh, my goodness. And sanding it is only going to find, like, gunk up all your sandpaper and gunk up your hand mm-hmm. sanders. I mean, it only sort of reactivates the glue. It's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Okay. So generally, with a vinyl plank flooring, certain manufacturers might have an underlayment on the backside. Some might recommend something. Most of the times, I'd say just follow the manufacturer's recommendations because they know what's best for their product. 
But for the most part with the vinyl plank, you're not going to need any sort of underlayment. Those will either usually overlap and adhere to one another with a double-sided tape or they'll click and lock. It really depends on which product you're working with. But I would say if it's a thinner vinyl plank and you get a lot of flex to it, you might see areas of more thickness of the adhesive. But if it's a bit more rigid vinyl plank, I think you're going to be able to go right over that and not worry about it. Oh, perfect. Great. Thank you for your help. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, butterflies are one of the best parts of the spring and summer, and attracting them to your yard means that you're going to have an army of pollinators doing a lot of work in your garden. Now, for butterflies, nectar is food. So if you plant the right flowers and flowering bushes, butterflies are going to gladly stop by to feed, and these five flowers can definitely help. Now, the first one we'll talk about is called the butterfly bush, and it's aptly named because the butterfly bush is by far the best choice when it comes to a butterfly garden. The plant itself is also known as the summer lilac, and it is beautiful, and these butterflies just love them. And we have a tip here. It's very complicated. If the plant starts with the word butterfly, it's probably good. Because we're going right. to talk next about the butterfly flower or butterfly weed. And this plant actually does double duty. It not only supplies nectar for adult butterflies, but it's a host plant for caterpillars. And the butterfly weeds help keep the species like the monarch butterfly thriving as the plant itself contains a toxic substance that makes the caterpillars taste nasty to predators. Hummingbirds also particularly love the butterfly weed. Now, third on our list of plants that butterflies love is the coneflower. These are super easy to grow. They are drought resistant. They tolerate the cold well, and they're going to grow just about anywhere. Plus, the large flowers bloom over a long period of time, so you can have them through several seasons. So as the butterflies are coming through, there's something for them to eat. And then we have the asters, which includes several varieties, and these are all beautiful with their blue and violet colors. But the nice thing about this butterfly attracting plant is that it blooms late summer to fall, and this means it will attract butterflies for a very long time in your garden. Now, finally, salvia. I always feel like I've planted salvia without even realizing it was part of this, and then I've enjoyed the benefits of butterflies for so many years. Salvia is great because also hummingbirds and honeybees love the salvia plant. It's going to produce a rich nectar even in a drought condition, which is needed as a food source, especially in the dry weather. Now, red is a favorite if you want to attract hummingbirds, too, but I've seen the salvia in red and purple. I mean, it's really an interesting plant. They're easy to grow, and they do add a bright pop of color to any garden. Plus, if you can get a hummingbird, that always makes me so happy when one pops up in the yard. They're so pretty. Wilson in North Carolina is on the line dealing with a funky smell coming out of the sink. What's going on? Yes, I have a water smelling problem. I got wet water, and we got a lot of strong smelling. It's like rotting egg, especially in the hot water. We change the water heater, still it smells. Uh, do I need to change the, also the plumbing, all the pipe in the house, or just flush it? If I need to flush, what kind of cleaners do I need to use? So you've replaced your water heater, and you're still having this smell of sulfur. So that eliminates one possibility, which is the anode rod. Sometimes if the anode rod becomes worn out inside the water here, you will get a sulfur smell. I think the next best thing for you to do, Wilson, is to add a charcoal filter to the system. But I don't want you to add it at the faucet. I want you to add it where the main water valve comes into the house. This is a good opportunity for a whole house water filter. And if your water has not been tested, I would also have it tested at the same time, just to make sure that there are not any additional contaminants in that water aside from that sulfur odor. 
Anita in Illinois reached out to Team Money Pit asking this. I'm going to install a new central air conditioning system this year. How do I know what size to get for my 1,800 square foot single story home? I'm sure there's a formula involved here. It's not just like uh, this one. There is, and there's a simple formula, or there's the sort of the right way to do this. <laughs> now, the rule of thumb, the shortcut, right, is that you typically need one ton of air conditioning for every 600 to 800 square feet of finished space in your house. So if you've got 1,800 square foot home, you're probably going to use a two and a half to three ton air conditioning system for that. Now, you don't want to go too small because it's not going to work, but you also don't want to go too big because if you go with a system that's too big, it actually doesn't run long enough to take the humidity out of that heated air. And that's when it starts to feel sort of cold and clammy and uncomfortable. Now, the longer way to do this is by having your HVAC contractor do what's called a heat loss analysis, where they actually measure not only the square footage, but they look at the orientation of the building, the types of insulation it has, the types of window it has, and they can actually calculate down to the BTU how much cooling power you need for that space. Now, I think if it's in an area where there's a lot of units, a lot of similarly sized houses, most professional experienced contractors are going to know what's going to work. But if it's sort of, you know, it doesn't have any history to it, then maybe they're going to do a heat loss analysis. Any way you look at it, though, it's important to get the right size unit for your home. Yeah, too big or too small is not good. That causes a whole bunch of other problems. So you've got to make sure that you get the right size. So make sure it's sized properly and you'll be good to go. Well, let's talk about the three R's. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. These are key to a green lifestyle. And Leslie has tips to help with one green table building project that delivers all three in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie, take it away. Yeah, you know, this is truly about repurposing, and this really is a great trick of the trade to turn just unusual items that you have around the house into functional and good-looking side tables. I mean, everybody seems to have these ceramic garden stools, and I've actually never seen anybody use them in the garden. They're fantastic in the house. I mean, you can find them at discount shops. You can find them at super high-end stores. They look great as these little unexpected side tables in a bathroom. Maybe you just put a little candle on it or an orchid or a rolled-up towel. Just a little something that might normally go outside looks amazing on the inside. So think about it. If you find them at one of those discount home shops, pick it up because they're so great and you'll find a good spot for it. Other things I like to use to make side tables out of are raindrums, vintage baskets, old suitcases, musical instruments. You know, all of these things are you know, you might not think, oh, I can use an instrument to make a table base, but you can with the right hardware in it to sort of support the tabletop as well. And then this other item becomes more of the decorative part of it as well as part of the structural integrity. So you got to kind of figure out what you're using. You can pick up some tempered glass for the top. Again, you can find those at home centers, discount home decor stores. You can buy them online. So shop around a price. Now, you've got a really great custom side table when you're done that nobody else is going to have, and it's going to look really great in your home, and it is the best form of repurposing. So have at it, guys. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the show, apartment living. It definitely has advantages, but a yard of your own is not one of them. That, however, is no reason to give up on the idea of your very own garden. We're going to share tips to help you create a beautiful, bountiful garden, no matter how much space you have or don't have on the very next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.
Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.